Coming up this week, the Annabella Hotel makes plans to close forever. Universal Studios confirms its new light show, and The King and others return to the Tomorrowland Terrace. Plus later, Mary Jo highlights some great Day 6 summer options. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 677, for the week of May 21st, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Malata willie Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there! And Tony Spatel. Hello! Alright, hey folks, well, we, we have a full house again after a sparse house last week thanks again to tyler for sitting in that was fun that was fun it was we gotta have him on again yes 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 um hello to our friends listening live on mixler how y'all doing tonight um if you want to join us every sunday night hop on at mixler.com m-i-x-l-r.com uh look for the disneyland edition every sunday at 7 p.m pacific disneyland time um Gonna be interesting next week because I think I will be in Florida, so I'll have to do math. Um, speaking of Florida, before we talk about our our uh, rest of our Disney family podcast, actually, let's do that first. Uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, of course, on Mondays. The Orlando Show live at 10 a.m. Pacific every Tuesday. Best and the Worst of uh, Disney World on Wednesdays. <coughs> The Universal Show on Thursdays, Diz Pop on Fridays, and then, of course, every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, The Daily Fix, your quick look at the day's Disney news. And uh, coming up very, very soon, what are we, like nine days away, ten days away from yes. the Diz 20th anniversary party, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still locking down an official meet um, but it looks like it's for for us. It uh, looks like it's going to be Wednesday morning, so um, keep that in mind. Um, but we, the team has kind of put together an unofficial meet. So if you are interested, we're going to be at Jelly Rolls. A lot of us uh, Friday the second. Is that right? Yes. Friday the second mm-hmm. around eight p.m. So watch watch our Twitter feeds or watch our Facebook, and we'll we'll put details there when we're there. But um, that should be a fun time. If you haven't been to jo- Jelly Rolls, of course that's adults only, right? It's 21 and over. So, and there Correct. is, and there is a cover charge. So just I be aware of that. I think it's $12 now. Okay. That's not bad. But, no, I don't think it's bad. No. For all that entertainment. Mm-hmm. And take your dollar bills with you so that, um. Wow, because I will be dancing. Well, I, I didn't know. <laughs> well, I, I I watched you on the last Daily Fix, Tom, and after... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um Because uh, for those of you who don't know, in the Dueling Piano shows, they take requests. You write them on the napkins and you slip them a dollar or two. And if you really want them to play something, you could give them more money if you want. 
and they'll um, look at all these napkins and they'll play the songs by request. So it's fun. Sometimes they like to, um, people try to stump them, but they pretty much know all the, they more they know so many songs. Mm-hmm. Well, and they'll, and they'll, like if you throw to one and they'll look at it and they'll like toss it to the other guy because he knows that the other guy knows, knows the song or, or, the, or, right. they'll, or they'll save it for the, for the next, because they have like usually two, two sets of, two sets of, of, performers and they'll they'll set it aside and save it for the next guy because they know that they know it well then they yeah. better know the deep hollow notes connect collection i don't mean just the top 40 <laughs> stuff i mean the deep because i'm going to try to stump them with nice. the greatest duo in the history of music <laughs> all right any housekeeping oh, my. i have, I have a couple oh, but i'll go uh, after michael good michael well, I, I have a couple. One is, well, one I was listening to last week's show since I wasn't here. And there was a question that came up with, about Herb Ryman and his having um, Catholic sisters in his some of his concept art. And I don't know, Mary Jo, did you want to just briefly recap that if, in case we have Loon listeners who didn't, sure. uh, didn't hear um, that? Because I, I can explain it a bit. I'm so glad because Leslie and I were in a in a uh, restaurant, and as we were checking out of the restaurant, the two young cast members were sitting there, and there was this really cool painting behind them of a of a countryscape, I think, or a town mm-hmm. with two nuns with those white habits, like a flying nun uh, right. type of habit. Yeah, coronets. Cor- okay, thank you. And so we we remarked on it that, and Leslie said, "Oh, there's this artist that." that does a lot of those he sneaks those nuns in and the cast members were telling us oh we can we don't know who it is but we'll look it up and they were looking through their book and they're like his name is herbert ryman and we started laughing we were like herbert ryman oh we know who that is and Mm -hmm. they had no idea but so we were wondering about that michael and you Mm -hmm. said that you know i do yeah herb ryman of course he did he did the famous um of course drawing of disneyland for Walt, the one that's going to go out you, for sell, yes. sell for a million dollars, that one? Oh, yes, that one, except he did the original one. Well, he also, well, in some of the traces and all that. But uh, Herb Ryman was, he was a brilliant artist. And he not only did concept artwork for Disneyland, you know, he was, uh, for Disney, he was, um, you know, he, he was an art director for several films, um, including non-Disney films. And he also, uh, one of the things that he liked to do was, countryscapes and streetscapes and he and and even if you look at his um his concept art he'd love to populate them with people and when you really look carefully at the people it was all very diverse characters it would be uh you know it would be people from all around the world uh you know from asia um africa you would see people in um the headgear that the sikhs commonly wear and but one of the things that you would see characters you would see are sisters from the Daughters of Charity. And that was actually the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. They were a religious order started by St. Vincent de Paul in France. And they um, merged with the Sisters of Charity founded by the American saint, Mother Elizabeth Ann Seton, because she only had 50 sisters in her order. The Daughters of Charity are much larger. So when the um, Mother Seton's order merged with the Daughters of Charity, they took on their habits, which were these large 
huge coronets and Mm -hmm. these beautiful blue habits. And they were very closely identified with France. Well, Herb Ryman was educated by those sisters. So as a, he was always very grateful for the education they provided him. They were. I, I also went to um, schools where the daughters of charity were educators. They were mainly um, teachers and nurses, and so there are many hospitals around the United States that are um, run by the daughters of charity. And they uh, anyway. So he he sneaks them into his artwork. If you see some of the concept artwork for New Orleans Square at Disneyland, you will see two sisters um, prominent. Daughters of Charity Sisters prominent in there because, you know, New Orleans and France, uh, you know, closely connected. So that's why the Daughters of Charity are there. Awesome. Uh, it, it was Those are, he- that's, that's actually the paint, the print or painting that we saw mm-hmm. was, yeah, and was that had, very one. And I have a poster of that actually right behind me here. But and then I also have the poster of the concept art for d- the for, for those of you uh, watching Keeping the video Castle. edition. For those of you watching the video, just yes. you can see my. <laughs> and also, the I have the concept art for the Disneyland uh, Castle, Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Paris, and the uh, the Disney artist who drew that as a homage to Herb Ryman. You can see two sisters in Daughters of Charity, sisters in that um, drawing as well. So that's why Herb Ryman. Um, always had, uh, very commonly had, um, the Daughters of Charity in there. But you can, but also look at his artwork, though, because it is amazing the detail that he did, he put into the people that populated his scenes. And then, and then as just a, a, a side note, the Daughters of Charity switched to um, veils in the mid-60s, a, a beautiful, beautiful headdress and, and and all that. And France, the French government was so appalled that they switched to the, the they'd switched out of their coronets because they were so closely identified with France. They threatened to expel the order from France. And uh, they didn't. But um, and now they were a very simple um, sort of a navy blue um, habit with a very simple blue veil. So, so that's the story of Herb Ryman and the um, Daughters of Charity. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. So, and then, um, oh, and also, uh, I, I have another housekeeping. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, I'm um, just to let people know, I know you brought it up last week, but just to let folks know that um, the Van Eaton Galleries <laughs> is an MIT. Tab went away. Oh, no, here it is. Van Eaton Galleries is having another one of their auctions. It's Walt Disney's Disneyland. And um, so anyway, so what the auction date is Saturday, June 25th at 11 a.m. The exhibition dates are June 2nd through June 24th. And the you can pre-order the catalogs now. I pre-ordered mine. And I'm sure that, uh, and you already went through the whole map thing. And so I will, uh, of course, select items for all of you to bid on. So once I get the catalog and all that, and there, um, I'll talk more about it. There's also an online catalog that will be coming up soon so that you can view that. But those are always fun. Their catalogs are very well written. So. How often do they come out with those catalogs? It seems like now it's almost like once a year uh, okay. they're having these. I know that I think this is, is this the fourth Disneyland 
Um, I think this is the fourth Disneyland auction. Let me go back to their main page. Yeah, it's their fourth one. And there was one in March 2015, another one in November 2015, then June 2016, and uh, oh, and then November 2016. So, um, and now fall. Um, oh, they're going to have one in fall 2017. As well, and then like there's the June almost. one, so it's two. It's two, every two. Yeah. It's two, two a year twice now. Twice a year, yeah. Twice a year, yeah. Because Bye. they had one, yeah. So um, so all kinds of good stuff. I wish mm-hmm. I could afford it. <laughs> what did you have, Mary jo? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you have? Um, for for mine, I saw this on the disboards today. You'll be happy to know that Fantasia ice cream is back. Uh, they say that I saw that on the Disneyland board. So somebody who was there in the parks uh, said that they're back and, you know, hopefully they'll have it through the summer. I don't know if they're going to be replenishing that their stock again, or, you know, they're probably doing this by hand. That's why it took so long for them Uh to get some, to get more in. But so that's, that's some really good news. (laughs) Yeah. To turn it and milk the cows. Um, And then a reliable source. Mm-hmm. A reliable source told our show producer and leader, Tom, <laughs> that Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen will not be offering the gingerbread house workshops this year. No, no. The and, the Halloween gingerbread. Oh, so they're going to have the Christmas ones, just the Halloween that they're not going to do? Correct. As far okay. as we know. So Bummer. Far. Yeah. So I really enjoy those. Both you, Nancy, both you and I have, have done it, right? With our mm-hmm. kids. We did the Halloween one. Yeah, we did the Halloween, we've done the Christmas, we've done both of them, so. In yes. fact, we did uh, the Halloween with our friend Cheryl, who's coming with us to the event next week. Isn't that yeah, weird cool. to say next week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For oh you, my gosh. For you guys. Um, then, um, just a, I'll say this kind of quickly, but I have a few announcements regarding our artistic friend, Dave Avancino. He's going to be at the Disney Anna store in a couple of weeks from June 3rd and 4th. None of us will be there, but hopefully those of you who are in town can go um, to the Disneyland store between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Um, For those who aren't sure where that's located, it's where the Disneyland Bank used to be next to the Opera House. Dave will be bringing a new custom name product, and he would like your input on his new design. So whether or not you purchase something, be sure to go visit him at the Disneyland store and they, besides his originals, he's also prints and, and everything like that. Um, and for those of you like me who aren't going to be around that weekend, you'll have another chance since he'll be at D23 again this year in the Dream Store, where in addition to the new custom names, he'll have two new artwork originals. Um, I already I just saw what they are, so next week I'll tell you what they'll be, um, in addition to some of his other artwork. And so it looks like I'm going <laughs> to... If he has these new custom names, I'm going to have to start saving my Disney gift cards again <laughs> so I can so I can get it. And then um, another thing that he's also um, associated with but is the uh, musical theater in Orange County, which is backed by Mitch and Laurie Atkins. Uh, you guys may remember that Mitch is the technical director for the Frozen Live at the Hyperion Theater show in California Adventure. The um, MTOC is coming out with another great Disney play. If you remember, I went to the Tarzan and more recently with my kids to Beauty and the Beast, which we thought was wonderful. We we laughed so much at LeFou and um, Gaston. I was trying to remember who they were. Um, hmm. They were just played so well. 
Well, now their new production is going to be The Little Mermaid, and it's going to be performed for two weekends from July 21st to July 30th. And the MTOC the is probably maybe maybe at the most a half hour from Disneyland for those of you who are local or who are here to want to go see that. And Dave Avancino, besides being the set designer, is also playing the character Chef Louis, who goes after poor little Sebastian. Aww. So Le Poisson. Yeah. Le Poisson. Right? So can you imagine Dave singing that? So it's gonna be crazy. Not at all, no. So- <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so I'm planning on going to the place. So hopefully some of some some of you are also planning to go. So let me know if you are. Last uh, housekeeping, Lularoe. Hmm. No, God, I no. Have... no, no, Sorry. What? no. What? No. Go ahead. Go what's l- what's okay. Lularoe? Well, I have some diva friends who sell Lularoe. They're leggings and clothing and stuff, and it's so oh, popular. Oh, Tom, right now. that's how mm-hmm. when since you if you get cold, not right, wearing yes, pants, yes. you can wear leggings. <laughs> so, uh, during the daily fit, do they make rompers? Romping. They, <laughs> they they might, <laughs> but um, so I caught this. I this caught my eye when I read it in the news area of the WDD, D, uh, WDWinfo.com news area. There's going to be Disney prints, if they haven't come out yet, that match uh, the Disney theme parks with castles, polka dots, Beauty and the Beast roses. Um, by the way, my LuLaRoe friends, I really like one of these. So if you've got them in stock, hit me up. Um, Mary Poppins-esque boot, carousel horses, and a bunch of more Disney-themed um, clothing. So if you haven't been following your friendly LuLaRoe consultant, you might want to refriend <laughs> them or start following them again. Um, so you might want to be going to their parties. If you, to pick if up you some- block them because they put up too many ads. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you temporarily unfollowed them, go ahead and follow them because they have some really good stuff. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a party featuring Tupperware next right, weekend. Yes, if anybody exactly. would like to. And that's, uh, Are there I, any Disney-themed uh, uh, pl- I'll put some Disney stickers. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> did you go in the parks this weekend, oh Mary Jo? I went last weekend. I didn't even try to go this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Last weekend was bad enough, but... It was, um, oh, my God. They, they For, like, just a regular weekend, it, it reached capacity at Disneyland. But that... Um, well, it was a grad night on Saturday, and that uh, Southern California ticket special... Expired. Yeah, it was oh, last expired. Yeah. Last yeah. weekend to use it. And I saw they somebody had posted a picture of New Orleans, the rivers. Did you guys see that? Hmm. Wall to wall uh, people. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I, I just saw it says that there was a three hour wait for Space Mountain and Splash Mountain. Oh my and, goodness. Um that it's they said, well, um local LA television station that it was the last chance for residents. For Southern California resident pass holders to use it before the blackout dates start. That, yep, I'm yep. sure there's a lot of blackout dates coming with the with Memorial Day so, coming too. So yeah, all, I wonder all how many it's. I wonder how many attractions people actually went on. That this per person, past yeah. weekend. Yeah, crazy stuff. Well, yeah, I what I the ones I really feel sorry for are the people who have saved their money because they're bringing their family, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you know even if you. Even on days where you don't go on so many attractions, if you can enjoy the parks, yeah, you, you can't enjoy the parks when it's wall. No, no. So then, do you think 
so then you're agreeing that they should keep raising these prices and get rid of, getting rid of the Southern California Pass so that this doesn't happen. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but that's, maybe that's the I, way maybe, they're trying to solve that problem. I think maybe stop. They might want to either have more restrictions or stop the monthly payments that a lot of people take advantage Bingo. of. Mm-hmm. You know, and so have that people, people give up I mean, money the good old fashioned way. Right. When, when we were kids growing, my family, we, we could only afford to go to, we would sometimes go three times a year. And that was, that was a luxury. And that was only because we had family coming out from Texas visiting well, us that we would that's, do that. Disneyland was an event. Yes. It, it, it wasn't a, a, let's go every weekend and let's go after work and hang out on Main Street. It, it wasn't that kind of a park. Yeah, you didn't just go and get ice cream and then look in the shops and leave. Watch, watch no the fireworks. And, yeah. Yeah. Which, believe me, if I lived down there, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. you know, so I, I understand it, you know, completely. Um, but I, I was toying with the idea of going during the week, and then I'm like, am I crazy? I'm too busy at work to take <laughs> off to go. But, yeah. and also, in, in, on top of all that, the high price, the huge crowds, it was hot this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was all you know, miserable. So, yep. Hey, there is good news, though. Tell us. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm just trying to segue. Um, so now that Corndog Castle is back open, Paradise Ooh. Garden Grill has returned to its Mediterranean menu. Oh, Yay! that's great. Yay. Um, and I talked to the cast member. So she said that they've uh, made a couple improvements. They changed the way they make the Greek salad. And they also, the beef, uh, kef, what, how's it, how's it pronounced? Kef, kefta? Kefta. Yeah. Kefta kebab. So they had kind of dumbed it down. And so now it's not as dumb. It's back to being spicy. Yeah. So if you liked the spicy beef kefta, that is back at Paradise Garden Grill. I also noticed that we're finally getting vertical construction on Splitsville. Um, I still don't see how this thing is opening in 2017. Um, and That's this year. Yeah, no, yeah. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Uh, yeah. So, like, maybe you never for summer know. next year. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way. Um, did you see the okay, story? Look what they what? can. Look what normal construction people can put up. Well, yeah. In a in a very short period of time, probably, and if they're expecting a dry summer. Disney, yeah. Tom, Disneyland was built in a year and a day. <laughs> true, so true. Um, but it wasn't as complex as it is today. Yeah, but, No, but because there were of, no committees. Speaking of things that are taking forever <laughs> to build, uh, the Rivers of America, there was a Parks blog article this week uh, that mentioned that the Indian Village is going to be returning, which is kind of cool. And Yay. also talked about the With a new, new story. Mm, yeah. And also talk about the new the that they're gonna be have like five different waterfalls and it sounds beautiful. Yes. And it the big, biggest excitement that they tried to make out of this article: the railroad will, for the first time ever, <laughs> be making a left turn. Ooh, I didn't know that <laughs> those trains could turn left. Right? This is exciting. <laughs> I think the crowds that day, I think people might be mm-hmm. get turned away. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, 
I might have to take motion sickness pills for that. <laughs> but <laughs> have you noticed in, in some That's of the kinda, photographs? It's kind of like when you go to the roller skating rink and everybody skates the other direction. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that in the Thomas, ice skating rink days. I like when how you use that as present tense, Tom. You still go to roller skating rinks? rinks? Um, I'm just saying. If, if you do, there might be some investigation. Actually, in our creepy. house, we kind of do. <laughs> yeah, you have children. Kids, Tom, yeah, Tom talks about going by as himself thing. as a grown man. My, my kind son of likes to skate. Okay. okay. He ice skates too. Nancy, next time you guys go, tell me. I'd love to join you. Okay. okay, so, no, it's nothing against skating. I'm thinking, Tom, I like ice wear skate. no pants. <laughs> go into a skating rink. There's just a lot of variables that add up to a questionable... Choice. Choice. That's all. Yeah, I he's, he's tunneling his inner Donald Duck. That's yes. all. I better not ask Tom to go ice skating mm. then. If no. He doesn't wear pants. <laughs> but um, major shrinkage. Has, if you has anybody just... noticed? So in w- one of the photographs, it looked like from there. There's these rocks piled up, and it reminds me of the old uh, mind trains through nature's wonderland, mm. where the the rocks where they look like they're ba- they're balancing, but they look like they're going to fall on you. And I'm wondering if that's one of the supposedly there's homages to the old mine train right. to nature's wonderland. And I wonder if they that they have some of the, that mm-hmm. kind of um, rock structure along I, that segment of the so. road. That would be fun. All right. Any other housekeeping? Cool. All right. Time for the news, Tony. Some 120 employees at the Annabella Hotel in Anaheim will lose their jobs, at least temporarily, as the building is demolished to make way for a new resort. Effective July 31st, 121 jobs will be cut. Sanford, the company that, um, well, Wincombe, it owns it, but um, they said that many of those employees will be relocated to the company's other hotel properties or receive a severance package. The hotel will officially close August 15th to make room for a $200 million Four Diamond Hotel. So who's going to run the place for two weeks? Yeah, I just re- – I know. As I read that, I just had that same question. Um, I don't I don't have that answer. The hotel will have 600 rooms and open in early 2020. Uh, Paul Sanford, asset manager for Wincom, who owns the Annabella, said employees – we already said that. The four – let's see. It provides better opportunities for our employees as well as better paying jobs, Sanford said. The spokesman – we have a lot of staff that we feel will be able to grow and enhance their careers and development. The high-end luxury sector allows for opportunities. Last year, Anaheim City Council approved reimbursements of 70% of the transient occupancy tax guests pay for new Wincombe and the Walt Disney Company hotels for 20 years to encourage luxury hotel builds. Wincombe is also building a $200 million hotel on the current site of the Anaheim Hotel. The group is moving forward with hotels, even though there will be a referendum on the November 2018 ballot to pull the development agreement between Anaheim and Wincombe. The referendums would not prevent them from being awarded subsidies, but would make it harder for the group to plan its projects and give them fewer entitlement protections. Despite the temporary layoffs, some people in Anaheim are already benefiting from this demolition. Through the redevelopment of the Annabella, they had some leftover furniture that was still in great quality, and they were... They decided to donate it to the residents of Anna Drive, said our, our new friend, Paul Stanford, an asset manager with Wincombe Group. More than 40 hotel rooms worth of furniture, including beds, dressers, chairs, nightstands. Many refrigerators and lamps were dropped off in the parking lot of the St. Anthony Coloret Catholic Church. Yesenia Rojas, a community activist who has lived there for six years, said the furniture donations are needed in this part of town. 
The neighborhood is one of the lowest income communities in Anaheim. A lot of families work just to pay rent and bills. There's a lot of single parent households. Many of their furniture are in many of their furniture are in bad conditions and very damaged. The rest of the hotel's furniture will be donated to groups such as the Illumination Foundation, a nonprofit that helps the homeless community. Sanford said he did not know if the company receives a tax break on the donations. He said normally the hotel would sell leftover furniture to a liquidation company. We're just working families who want the best for our kids. It's so beautiful to see love spread to other families. She said, I feel really proud to help other families. I don't want any children to sleep on the floor. So there's our Annabella update. And in I, other news, go what, ahead. What, can I go, go back to Annabella? Yeah, we oh, got yeah. we got an email on May 11th about, alas, the day has come. And it's letting us know that it's going to be closing in mid-August and it's going to be redeveloped to an exquisite four-diamond hotel Ooh. with more than 600 rooms by the same owners. So, And then it says if, you've, if you have a reservation beyond August 15th, um, you'll be contacted and offered relocation to a nearby hotel. And now, d- didn't they buy a hotel also? They, they own the, what was the Anaheim Plaza, mm-hmm. which is now just the Anaheim Hotel. Which to me is not in the same class as Caliber. the Annabella. Caliber, thank you, as the Annabella. So if I were re- relocated oh, okay. from the Annabella to the Anaheim Hotel, I would be oh. a little disappointed. So I'm hoping. I was they, wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. where they where they're going to put them? Yeah. Okay, because that was my first thought. They were going to put them there, but I, and I don't know the Anaheim Hotel at all. So, okay. what do you think this is going to do for, in terms of? rooms available like do you think the other hotels are gonna that are kind of in the same uh area area and financial pricing financial pricing that was redundant um raise are gonna are gonna take advantage and raise their prices or you know i think they're gonna price themselves out where where are the affordable hotels gonna be are you gonna have to go the next city down well, I that's my concern because even yeah, with the, the new chains like the Hyatt like so again everybody you know I know when I'm on the weekend and, and I'm looking to see oh I'll stay near Disneyland that's not that far away from where Andrew is and I can you know blah 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 and every time I look I went are you kidding me because right. I've stayed in these same properties in other cities and then they're across the street yeah. from Disneyland which I do understand and all of a sudden it's 280 bucks for a Hyatt house yeah well, which like is not that- a that courtyard there with with the fancy yeah it's like five hundred dollars yeah. yeah it's still a courtyard I don't care if there's a if there's yeah. a, a little uh, water slide yeah the courtyard I'm staying in a courtyard yeah. right now for a hundred bucks mm-hmm. like that's one of actually the most expensive courtyards in point values too if you have a traveling you know a traveling someone in your family grouping and you want to use and exchange points. So for 500 yeah. bucks, just go to Disney, fly to Disney World and stay on property. I mean, I understand it's all supply and demand, but I am concerned, as I think we all are, with where our regular family's mm-hmm. going to stay. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think this is yeah. if Garden Grove is smart, they need to be spending some money on advertising right. and getting or pot. They really need to open a couple of more. They need like a Hyatt house and some of those places down there where they can charge a lot less. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, or, I, mean, I agree. Just some more. Well, even the best westerns really aren't that cheap. No, I mean they're still over a hundred bucks for the best westerns, right? Mm-hmm. 
So. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm thinking if I were to be coming in with my family, and I'm thinking family of four, mm-hmm. you're already spending all this money. I would be staying outside the Anaheim area and taking Uber in. I bet you they would save so much money to do that. Don't par- don't pay for parking. An Uber round trip for for a hotel that's a couple of miles away, not right there. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that where I stay, I stay at an Embassy Suites in Brea usually when I'm in town because Angela's in Brea, and there's a lot of families who are there you can tell are going to Disneyland. It's cheaper and you only have to go I mean you drive down Harbor Boulevard, it takes you fifteen minutes. It's just going I just as much as I love the idea of being able to walk to Disneyland across the street, the prices are prohibitive. Now mm-hmm. Anna, Annabella wasn't ever a value property, but the Anaheim what it was the Anaheim Plaza was you could almost get that for what 70 80 bucks mary joe it wasn't yeah it, I back, mean, it in, was, back it, in the day it, it's not same good, same thing with the ramada in main gate that's yeah, the I mean, um oh yeah uh, the grand legacy yes the, yeah. it's now the grand legacy that that was i used to always book people there because right. it was one of the least expensive properties mm-hmm. Now, Anaheim Plaza was never a good neighbor hotel but still i mean that you was it was popular because it was a good value but now yeah. that's eventually that's going away too. Once I think once they get going on the on the Annabella, they're going to start on the on the plaza. So, and then you get stuck with the shady hotels that people live in. Mm-hmm. Like there's kind Ooh. of not a, there's nothing in between. Right. That's right. why people have to listen to our show so they know where to stay. But mm-hmm. if you don't know, right, you look on their website. It looks great. Oh, it's close to Disneyland. And you have no idea. So actually somewhat related. I was near Buena Park. And remember, we had talked a long time ago about all the stuff that they're building there. It's getting pretty intense, that source thing. I don't know. It's just huge. Yeah. It's gigantimous. But I don't know if there's any. I don't think it started. But I think Buena Park, if they were smart, could need to build some more hotels Uh cheaper. nicer. Yeah. Like a courtyard, like another courtyard and another all those and. I mean, that. they have like a Holiday Inn and a um, mm-hmm. couple of those chains there, but yeah, they they could they could probably use more hotels there. You know what hotel we just don't ever hear about at all mm-hmm. is the Knotts Hotel, and yeah. Knotts very far. Yeah, I, I stayed there. I don't know. You stay there years, a lot, right? It's not that uh, horribly expensive, no, and not. it seems nice. Yeah, and we never ever hear about it. I, 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 and I don't remember any details about it, but it, it was, I think it was, well, and I stayed there, uh, with friends who were, who had the, um, it was during the, during November when they were doing the, the, the police and fire specials. Mm-hmm. And so we got a, a good rate on it. So. Someone in Mixler is saying it is horrific and it's horrific. Okay. Yeah. I was just reading that. It's scary, Nancy. I, I don't remember it being that okay. bad, but but I am not too hard to please when it comes to a hotel, as long as it has a shower and a and a bed. So, well, like- you know, we we have friends that stay there once a year. You know, they usually can't afford going to a hotel right. very often. They stay there once a year. I mean, it's a short walk to everything. Yeah. But all right. Anyway, 
All right, cool. So, All right, what's, yeah. what else we got, Tony? In other news, <laughs> earlier this month, the Mata family from Arizona had their house broken into. $600 in cash was stolen, among other items, but the cash in particular was the family savings for a trip to Disneyland. The children of the family had been saving up for three years in order to go on this vacation. Like, that's, I gotta just stop there because it makes me teary eyed. And this is what we talked about, what Mary Jo talked about with the the people that are, if they came on this weekend, imagine. I mean, these are, I, I think sometimes we forget, not necessarily, but being like first world Disneylanders of people, like, these are children saving their money to spend the one day in Disneyland, like we're talking about as an event and stuff. So that's why we need affordable, subsidized hotels. Anyways, I know that's not possible. <laughs> Fortunately, Due to a news report on a local television station, the story ended up having a happily ever after. After hearing about the devastation of the family losing funds for the Disneyland vacation on the local news, a compassionate person named Victoria Burke stepped up to make things right. Victoria Burke and her husband Brian, along with her son Orion, met with the Mata family to present them with a bag full of gifts. The bag included Disney plush toys, coloring books, but really meant Aww. the most was $600 to replace the money that was stolen. Bert can relate to the Mata family saying, my family had their house broken into and stole my piggy bank, so I can relate to that feeling of sadness and violation. Victoria Burke's sympathetic contribution created such a positive and happy moment for everyone. Burke said, I'm so happy to see the kids just elated and thrilled. So they got their money back and can keep saving to go to Disneyland. Great. Yay. Happy happy stories. Yes. That's a great story. Brings brings back up the room after the uh, the Knotts Hotels discussion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. I will go first because mine is the most exciting. Uh, oh, <laughs> bated breath. No pressure. Anticipation. Folks. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Disneyland has announced that once again this summer, music will be t- returning to the stage at the Tomorrowland Terrace. Uh, so Michael and Tony will be performing there then? Yes. Yes. Global hygiene revolution. <laughs> there you go. Well, actually, I know we've, we haven't, because she said Michael and Tony, there's two competing global hygiene revolutions. Mm-hmm. So like there's the one featuring Michael. We have, we've, we've had an out. We, man, we've been doing oh, have we? royalties. And so, <laughs> you just didn't know it, Michael. I heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's global hygiene revolution. Monday through Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> Pretty much the same exact music, but there's a royalties dispute. So That's, maybe when we get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we can go. patch it together. Right. I just I was at a in, I was at a local like mom and pop casino, and it was like Jethro Tull featuring. I don't even know who Jethro Tull is, but it was just funny because it was like one guy's name. Well, well, you know how groups wait, do that? What? I, no, you have like, no idea. Who I'm Jethro so Tull lost. Is? No Can groups. Like Starship it, featuring of, Mickey Thomas. Yes, there's a lot of rock groups who were Jethro the divided Tull, half. the king of the electric flute. Exactly. <laughs> Do I get to finish I'm my done. rapid fire? So anyways. I, was, got hijacked. I, I, I hijacked it. I apologize. I apologize, Michael. I, we, we'll, and we'll, then we'll, he said something <laughs> silly. All right. About so Jeff as Flynn. before, bands performing music from the 60s, 70s, 80s will be featured. Um, and some of these are really popular with locals, you know. Was it the what? Urban Legends, Thomasina, and then of course Elvis impersonator Scott Bruce. Uh, the bands will be performing in Tomorrowland of, over the weekend, so Friday through Sunday nights, from seven thirty to eleven fifteen, beginning May twenty sixth. Um, and of course they have they'll sometimes rotate the bands, so be sure to check 
your the schedule for your favorites. Um, and of course, uh, Disney Park Blogs always wants us to mention that if you don't want to dance to that kind of music, head over to the Royal Swing Big Band Ball that continues yes. every Saturday night mm-hmm. at Fantasy Fair next to the Sleeping Beauty so Castle. So much fun. That is 7 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Um, and, of course, that happens throughout the year, but Music at Tomorrowland Terrace is only scheduled to continue through August 20th. <sighs> I love the vibe of that air, whole area when they've got the live music. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and at, well, so I hear some, some of the uh, Season of the Force stuff is going away, so I don't know what that means for Galactic Grill, because they... They did oh. not even mention Galactic Grill in the story. They just said Tomorrowland Terrace. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious what's going on there. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, and of course, what, June 1st, um, Hyperspace Mountain goes away. And yep. so maybe the science will be coming down. All right, uh, Mary Jo. Well, beginning June 23rd and just about a month from now, Universal Studios Hollywood will be launching a new nighttime show called The Nighttime Lights at Hogwarts Castle. Universal Studios will project effects on Hogwarts Castle and around the village of Hogsmeade. The famous composer John Williams wrote a new musical score for this show, and the London Symphony Orchestra recorded the music in London. The five-minute show will incorporate special effects and high-tech lights and will be presented several times a night. Refer to your Universal uh, Studios Times Guide for show times. And it kind of reminds me of that Harry Potter um, Order of the Phoenix when they cast their Protonuses, but in a colorful mm. way. They're going to be all over. Um, the projections on the castle are going to be pretty spectacular. And I think our friends, um, shoot, Brian and they, <laughs> they can see Universal St- Frank, thank you. Sorry, Frank. They can see Universal Studios from their home. So they're going to be seeing this show um, probably just outside their door from their window if they're like oh wow yeah but it's going to be a really cool show tyler had talked about this a little bit last week but now we finally got the official official word and and an open gate so that's cool Mm -hmm. right after my birthday mark it on the calendars okay um (laughs) we'll sing happy birthday to you as we're watching this show right (laughs) then you'll be late Uh, (laughs) uh let's see michael go ahead well, if you get, you know, withdrawals from D23 Expo, or if you're not able to go, but want an Expo-like experience, we have the answer for you up in Northern California. As I've talked about previously, the third annual MouseCon is on Sunday, November 5th, 2017. It's Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's only $10. And I've already talked about a few of the folks that are going to be there, like John Ratzenberger, Rick Farmelo, um, C. Andrew Nelson, Bill Morrison. But they've announced a couple of other folks who will be speaking there one is james mulligan he is a um he he is an artist he is um his fine artwork is collected internationally and he does a lot of disney art as well and his work can be seen um at you know www.disneyfineart.com he has Actually, I have, and I have the site up right now. He has a lot of really cute things, all kinds of different films. If you're a Frozen fan, a Tangled fan, he has one I really like. It's of the, it's the, um, 
original, you know, it looks like it's from one of the original Mickey Mouse shorts with, you know, the classic Donald Duck with the really long bill and Clara Cluck and Horace Horse Collar and Mickey Minnie Pluto and Clarabelle the Cow. And um, they're all um, playing instruments like in the band concert, but they're in the snow. And that's really cute. But anyway, he has a, a lot of great art and he will be one of the featured speakers there. And also, did any of you ever see Adventures in Babysitting or Cheetah or Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Babysitter's Dead, dead. yep. Yeah. Well, then you probably remember, or Fox and the Hound, you probably remember Keith Coogan. He is, he is the grandson of Jackie Coogan. He, um, he has been in a ton of things, some after school specials. He was, uh, he was on, he was a regular in, um, the Waltons. He was the voice of Todd, the young Fox in, um, in, in, I love that film. In fact, yes. I, our first cat we named Todd because we like that film so much. But also, he was in Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, let's see, Hiding Out, Book of Love, Cheetah, which was a really terrific Disney live action film. I liked um, Cousins, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Toy Soldiers. I think I saw that, and and he's been in a, a ton of other things as well. And he is um, another guest speaker there, so Keith Coogan. So I'm really looking forward. Um, to MouseCon, so I will definitely see you there. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Nancy? Okay, well, my rapid fire is actually about something that just happened yesterday and today. Don't don't plan on going. (laughs) So don't plan on going, but because it's so freaking cool, um, I thought this was really important to share because it happens multiple times. So what is this exciting thing to do? It is what they officially are now calling Explore JPL. In other words, the NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. They have an open house every year. And it used to be you just showed up and went in and everything. But last year they had to start turning away people because they had such, I mean, they've always had such a great response from the public. Um, So... This year was the first year that they did tickets. They gave out 18,000 tickets per day for two days. And uh, basically they said, yeah, the tickets were kind of gone in the first 20 minutes. So keep this in mind sometime around the first to second week of March next year, if you'd like to do it. It's always in May. And if you're planning on vacationing in Disneyland at May, in May, this is a you know really cool weekend thing to do. While there's you know kick them out of the park crowds um, at Disneyland, head up to Pasadena. Every guest 18 years or older has to bring a matching ID in order to get through security. But they have so many amazing things now. Um, They do offer visitor day tours throughout the year. You can go on the JPL website and look look for those. Um, And because of the expected high demand, they offered two additional tours per day, um, June, July, and August this summer. So um, as of right now, June and July are completely booked. But if you're coming to Disneyland in August... 
late August, you know, like right before the um, Labor Day weekend, um, around August 22nd, there are some more tours available. Um, the day tours go through the same buildings as the open house, um, the operation center, spacecraft assembly facility, and the, the Carmen Visitor Center. Um, there are a few differences in the visitor day tours um, and Explore JPL, the, the big open house event. Um, Explore JPL is not a guided tour. Um, but the, the tour days are. So keep that in mind when you do these big open houses, you can wander and wander and wander. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to do that. It's pretty cool. Now, the guided tours are like two and a half hours, um, depending on the size and, and the group um, and who's there. You know, if they, you've got smaller children, it may be a slightly different tour. Um, but, um, but look out around the first Monday of every month. That's when JPL releases the tour dates um, for five months later. So um, you can you have to sign up at least three weeks in advance because you have to get security clearance. But heck, security clearance is worth it. And um, you know it's such a cool event that you know it's it's so worth going. Everyone we know that's gone just has completely gushed about how wonderful the folks at JPL are and how fascinating it is. And in this world today, you know, where science is so important, JPL is doing such amazing things and, you know, really support NASA. Um, the other cool thing that happened this weekend, and they do it every year, um, is the and it kind of is around the same time as JPL, and it's also in Pasadena. It's called Museum of the Aurora Day. Arroyo Day. Um, and of course, the Arroyo is um, the, the canyon valley that um, the Rose Bowl is in. It's Arroyo Canyon. And they have six museums in the Pasadena area that are open for free. So um, it's from noon to five. Last museum entrance would be at 4 p.m. There's the L.A. Police Museum, the Pasadena Museum of History, the Loomis Home, Heritage Square, the Autry Historic Museum, uh, Historic South Southwest Museum. This is different than the Autry that's in Griffith Park. It's a different division of the Autry. Um, and then last but not least, the other cool ones for Disney, cool one for Disneyland fans is the Gamble House. Now, this is the house, um, I think we've talked about it on the show before. It was owned by the Gamble family of Procter & Gamble fame. And it was <coughs> built by Green & Green, who were arts and crafts era architects, along with Frank Lloyd Wright. They, they went with the bungalow style, which um, they were very influential um, as far as the style of the Grand Californian Hotel at Disneyland goes. And you'll see um, tributes to Green and Green. In fact, one of the suites uh, at the Grand Californian is um, called the Green and Gre Green and Green Suite, um, unofficially. But um, it, how awesome! 
you know, you can go to, um, there's a website called museumsoftheorroyo.com and it'll tell you when the Museum of the Oreo Day is. Um, and yeah, that and JPL makes Pasadena a very, very busy place in May. Very cool. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Tony is um, busy on Mixler talking about hair bands, so not sure. Well, if I've, been, <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting. And Ron yeah. Yes. yes, I've been waiting for years to take over the podcast and turn it into a mini version of Headbangers Ball. Nice. So <laughs> finally. So, um, anyways, Soak City. Maybe just why don't you just discuss what's coming up at the House of Blues or something? Yeah, exactly. Well, I would have to know, but uh, the hair sorry. bands don't get booked there anymore. <laughs> they're they're not as popular as they they should still be. Anyways, if I sing, maybe I'll just sing my uh, rapid fire in a in a high pitched voice. Um, Tony, like those Tony old... wears barrettes now. Yeah. So, um, commercials. Yeah, there you go. Um, Soak City has now introduced and expand introduced new rides and has expanded and it's open right now they've um, got seven new slides in their revitalized water park so just so you know they've like spiffed up everything they've um, expanded the restaurant so that there's more room uh, to let you know exactly what they did they have um, expanded longboards grill doubling the size and capacity of the restaurant added new items to the menu such as chicken tenders along with fish and chips shade structure has been added to the outdoor dining area uh, there's a new water slide tower called Shore Break, which contains two types of water slides. One pair of the tube-style slides are called dueling slides. On them, riders can launch at the same time and race to the bottom. The other four slides have riders stand in an aqua launch chamber. Once ready, a lifeguard pushes a button, causing the floor to drop and send them sliding down the tube. The duration of each slide is about 20 seconds. We've been adding landscaping, painting, all that good stuff. They've hired more than 200 lifeguards. Um, they've have, they have a platinum rating. I did not know that, uh, with the expansion, Soak City is now a 15 acre water park with a total of 23 water slides and they took over part of a parking lot. So they've really revamped and made it larger and, um, I guess better. It's a two acre expansion and they did remove one low guest capacity water slide Pacific spin. Oh, and another new water slide is called the wedge, a family oriented raft ride that will hold up to six people at once. So check out Soak city. There's some new stuff. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Tony. All right. For those of you listening live, be sure to stick around for some day six summer suggestions. Um, otherwise, that is going to do it for this segment of the Design Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.